What? You're doing better than Paul in getting online. Paul <laughs> seems to have problems with technology, doesn't he? It's like, oh, when are we starting? Oh, I don't know, Paul. Why don't you just scroll up? <laughs> Can you email it to me? No. Use WhatsApp in a browser like a normal person. <laughs> Fuck you, Paul. Anyway, good to talk to you, by the way, Mitchell. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been, actually. Yeah. We've been locked out of North Korean's land. Korean's land. Yeah. So lonely. <laughs> Queensland. Pretty much. But they're so half fast about it, seriously. The other day I tried to cross the border because there's no Honda in Tweed. I had to go and get the Honda serviced at Southport. Cross the border and this sergeant was like, border pass, I'm like, here you go. Vax pass, I'm like, here you go. What's your purpose of entering Queensland? I'm like, um, we're going to get the car serviced. Some parts need to be replaced under warranty. He's like, that's not a valid excuse. That's not essential travel. I'm like, <sighs> um, there's no Honda in Tweed. Don't argue with me. I'm going to tell you how it is. I can turn you back on the spot and you don't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> I'm like, okay, just letting you know that there's no... I said, stop arguing with me. I'm going to let you through on this one occasion. I'm like, okay, all right. Have you been out in the rain or something? Oh, thank you. It's my natural dewiness. It's essence of patience. How do I turn the gain up? However, you did it last time because we had the same problem. And I said, Paul, I want you to remember what you did there because it has to be like that every time. And you said, every time? And I said, Every time. Every time. In fact, if you forget that little conversation. Every time. You can go back to episode 46 of Book of Boredom. Every time you say. Every time, Paul. That's how it has to be. Not just sometimes. I really appreciate last time too, Paul. Ah, oh, the quality of your voice was so good. I know you appreciate it. I didn't have to do much to it at all. It just sounded so great and it wasn't distorted. By you putting in that 10 minutes at the beginning of the call, it did such good things for for me that week. I love to do good things for you. Yeah, it saved me hours. We've got our waveforms back, Paul. I saw that. Oh, isn't that great? Just trying to figure out how to make mine bigger. We have quite a meeting of the operating systems today. we got Mitchell, who's on a Mac. I'm on Linux. And we got Brother Paul on a Windows machine that he doesn't know how to work, which I find really unbelievable because this is a man who not only got into studying science, but is studying science, probably part-time, I would imagine. But Hey, I'm a theoretical science not an engineer okay there's a difference yeah but to even get into a science course it means you're not a retard and yet somehow you manage to not be able to use a windows computer uh -huh. what is that about paul I, tell me all about it i use it for most things do you have learning difficulties it's okay. It's not something you have to be, like, ashamed of. I use it for most things. I just can't see something on here for adjusting my settings. I know you're saying something, but it sounds like little ants crawling around on the ground. Let me see if I can Google that for you. Windows 10 mic gain. There we go. This link has pictures of where to go. I'll pop it in the chat. You're freaking me out. Don't do that. Oh, that's cool. Nice sunnies. <laughs> Hi Shrek. Oh, gross. I hate it. <laughs> so tell me about last week, Mitchell. You had a stressful one, didn't you? You do IT, is that right? Yeah. We've taken on like three huge clients with like thousands of staff. Oh, jeez. And we've got like less than 100 staff and not all of us are technical either. Oh, no. It's pretty hectic. Oh. Adding to that, trying to study for N2. N2? Yeah. Good on you. That is the holy grail for all people studying Japanese, isn't it? If you can get to N2, it's like you're pretty good. I think it's doable. I'm like I'm struggling at the moment reviewing N4. <laughs> <laughs> when I was living in Japan, I did the N2 exam. How did it go? Of course I failed. There's just no point in doing anything earlier than that. I found the best way is to start with kanji. Oh, e kanji oh. I have like 50 gajillion sheets of just writing practice. Yeah, I know, right? Surely not everyone over there knows how to write 2,000 plus. <laughs> they probably don't. 100 when I was over there, but I could barely remember any of them now. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, 100. Well done. Did you ever do any of the official exams, Paul? No. Hey, Mitchell, during lockdown, did you use the time to study more Japanese? No, I wasn't studying them. Oh. <laughs> we were going around busy going to beaches and doing stuff we shouldn't do. That's the way. New South Wales just don't care, like Queensland. Good. But we're meant to be locked down, but like no one was forcing it. Like Australia around, like not giving a damn. Oh, that's nice. Well, I'm glad some people were being free with their lives. Yeah. I just wish we'd all gotten it and whoever was going to die, died, and whoever was going to live, lived. Wow, what is that? Paul, if you can't work out how to change the level on this, maybe you'll just have to hold it up to your mouth like a crooner. Just eat that mic, Paul. Uh, I know you want to eat it. Yeah. You've always wanted to eat something a little bit phallic, haven't you, Paul? I don't know. Come on. Uh, I'll hold it up like a rock star or whatever. Delete your mic driver and then scan the hardware and device manager again. You should both screen share because I think that you could show Brother Paul how to make this work. Are you windows he's running windows yeah good good i sent him a link too about how to change it but it didn't seem to do anything no it did everything it said in there and it didn't change anything it sounds like mitchell's got his it brain going over drive there he's thinking if you click on start in the bottom left hand corner there you go paul 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 listen to mitchell paul oh, uh, see what i have to deal with here this is just you know i'm trying <laughs> to make a professional podcast here and people think i'm the crazy one they look at all the shit that goes down they go oh she's the one that's probably got bpd she's the reason it's a clusterfuck <laughs> but it ain't the case you know sure i might be crazy but i'm high conscientious so go fuck yourselves that's what i always liked about you mitchell i think you're always just a little bit interesting when we worked together there were times when maybe you annoyed me a little bit but <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but at the same time, I always appreciated you and I could understand why you were wanting to talk about Japanese all the time. I sort of got it. Maybe we kind of found a little bit of a kindred spirit. I think we were both a little bit different from the other people there, probably in different ways, but... I appreciated you anyway. Thank you. I had a good time working with Mitchell. Yeah? Yeah. How's that? Is that any better? Um, okay, let me see what mic you're on. No, I'm definitely on the good one. Oh, you're a winner, Paul. Now, do you remember what you did? No, I just connected the fucking microphone. Good old off and on again. Well, it's certainly a higher volume than it was before. That's a good sign. Uh, I'll just have to sit closer to it. Yeah, why don't you eat it like a sex worker? Mm, no, I pay sex workers to eat me, not the other way around. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm in the wrong business. I should get into doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to the way things are going. <laughs> Anyways. I've never given a BJ before though, so I'd have to test that out on someone. <laughs> I'm going to find my link to this goddamn book that we're here to kind of read. Would you like me to just paste it into the chat for you and that way you don't have to find anything? Is it the same? It probably isn't exactly the same as Isaiah 13. No, because Joseph Smith translated it so it's better. That's right. It went through the Joseph Smith filter. Yeah. Which makes everything more boring. Yeah. And sometimes more interesting. I like the old King James version. <laughs> That's the one we partied with. If you're going to read <laughs> fiction, you may as well read it in the oldie English just to make it more interesting. Because it makes it sound more like Shakespeare and that makes it sound literary. Like some actual fucking effort went into it or something. Yeah. And that's how they get you. <laughs> exactly. I used to read Shakespeare in between calls at the job that me and Mitchell used to work at. Oh, really? I used to watch whole entire movies. <laughs> There's tonight's reading in the chat. Okay, I've got it up on my usual PDF page. As oh, well. you've got it up, have you, Paul? Yes, always up. Is it nice and hard? It is firm and desirous to the taste. Oh. To use Book of Mormon terminology. Well, there you go. Anyway, Sister Patience, how are you this evening? Well, how are you, Paul? Oh, I'm not the best, to be honest with you. I've had a rough couple of days, I have. What's going on? I'm getting old. I've got the trots, I've got a sore back, and I don't know how much longer I can complain. Oh. Yes. It's so bad that you can't even complain. Well, nobody's listening anymore, but yeah, I've been within close proximity to the toilet for the last few days, so that's been great. Oh, I hate it when your ass falls out. So you have been forewarned, by the way, if I suddenly just, like, finish off the screen for a second, just carry on. <laughs> 
Don't mind me. And why do you think I wouldn't listen to you, Paul? You went completely radio silent on WhatsApp for days on end. So if you don't tell me. Hey, I'm still getting used to this WhatsApp thing, all right? Don't pay a lot of attention to it. How can you not get used to an instant messaging app on your phone? What is the problem? Because I'm still with all of the cool kids on Messenger, <laughs> that's all. See, here's the thing. I'm more than happy to use non-Facebook apps, but the problem is I can't get enough of my friends to change with me. Yeah. Oh, I had another ban too, by the way. Did I tell you that? Another three-day Facebook ban. Ah, so that's why you didn't post the link I sent you. Mm. This is becoming a real problem, isn't it? Because if you're the only one that's on Facebook and the only one that's an admin of our groups for this little Mm. venture that we're doing, then no one can do anything while you're on a ban. Facebook's got to stop being such a stupid little bitch and banning me from worse things every time. We've got two ways we can solve this. We could have a third party who's an admin Mm. or I'll have to come back. Oh, no. Can't have patients come back. I don't really want to. Mm. Facebook is a cesspool. It really is. Yes. And then you get banned. It's full of all the people that you know in real life, but you don't really want to talk to. And Twitter is full of all the people that you do really want to talk to, but you don't know in real life. Twitter is full of people whose opinions belong in the trash can. Hey, Mitchell, do you have a Twitter? (laughs) Yeah, but I don't use it. Oh, come on. Twitter's awesome. Twitter is a place where I can say whatever the fuck I want because nobody pays attention. That's true. I follow you and I know that you don't say anything on there. So here you're saying you can do something that you just never take oh, advantage yeah. of. Probably I haven't been on there for years. But yeah, a couple of years ago when I was on another Facebook ban, I thought, well, I'll try Twitter. Mm. And I just kept posting the most ridiculous stuff I could think of, you know, like I French kissed my cousin, I think skunks are attractive, you know, and not a single reaction to any of it. Well, <laughs> so. if no one's following you, your silly jokes don't work, do they? Exactly. You know, but Paul, you should get a TikTok. No, I've heard some people tell me that, but I'm still avoiding TikTok. Why? That's even worse than Facebook and shit. What makes it worse? It's more targeted. Targeted at what? At fun videos. At occupying your screen time. Like it's even more driven at just getting you stuck in that trance of watching that and nothing else, even though you don't care about kids doing stupid dances to annoying music. It really isn't full of kids doing stupid dances. There's plenty of adults on there. Yeah, yeah. There's also plenty of like Australian content on it as well. It's great. You're on TikTok. TikTok, are you, Mitchell? Yeah. Ah, I'll have to follow you later. We all only have so much bandwidth for entertainment activities, right? Right. I've got my forms of communication. I'm cool with them. I, I get what I want from them. Right. And you've ossified. You've hit 42 and that's the answer. No, no. I am more than happy to change if other people change with me. I'm not going to go to another platform oh. and just be on my own with nobody to talk to. All by yourself. Although that is kind of like this podcast, I guess. But Oh, it's kind of like my <laughs> week in between podcast <laughs> recordings. All by <laughs> myself. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like I was on MeWe, which is an awesome social media platform, but nobody else came with me. So I was like, well, if I don't have people to interact with, what do I do? Hey, Mitchell, have you ever heard of MeWe? No. No. Check it out. It's good. I don't understand why people even left MySpace. (laughs) (laughs) Bring that back. Bring back MySpace. Someone posted on some group I follow. Why isn't there a social network that when someone loads up my page, a song I really like starts playing? And it's just like, (laughs) you have no idea MySpace ever existed, do you? It was so long ago now. It's like that technology was invented in 2005. (laughs) (laughs) I only first got on MySpace like just before it became not cool and people stopped using it in like 2009 yeah i was like hey i'm finally on myspace this is cool and then everyone's like oh what the fuck's myspace man you gotta get on facebook <laughs> anyway we haven't introduced our guests this evening yeah we've got brother mitchell with us how you doing brother mitchell yeah all right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> welcome to our humble little podcaster are you a fan have you actually listened to any <laughs> It's amazing how many guests come on that have no idea what it is we're talking about. I haven't even been invited to the page. (laughs) Well, Paul will have to do that now because I removed myself. Mm. I might come back. You never know. Yeah. There is no escaping Facebook. (laughs) 
Mm. <laughs> but anyway, listeners across the globe and the cosmos, thanks for tuning in with Brother Paul, Sister Patience, and Brother Mitchell this week. And let's move on from social media and talk oh. and talk about spiritual media, out oh. the eternal salvation of our souls, uh, the very purpose of us being here. No, let's talk about Brother Mitchell, the new guy to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Brother Mitchell. Well, I work in IT. I was raised Christian in AOG, Assemblies of God Church. Oh, wow. I went to those too for a bit. Yeah. So it's like fairly lax. <laughs> sort of. More progressive than like other sects, I guess. Sects, yeah. I'm glad yeah. you're calling it sects sex because... with a T. People should call denominations sects because that's what they are. It makes them sound more culty. I love mm. that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So most of the time I was forced to go against my will just had to go because had to go and Aww. i would like spend most of the time just sleeping not paying attention or going to the toilet like a dozen times during one two-hour session of church oh i hope you played with yourself in the toilet because that's a lot of time to spend in there <laughs> I played my Game Boy. Is that what they're calling it now? You <laughs> played your Game Boy. Oh, I wish I had a Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> what did we used to do on the toilet to kill time before we had phones? Everyone now, they'll be on the toilet, they'll play a game or an app or scroll Facebook or whatever while they're in there. What did we used to do before we had that? I don't know. I'm really young. I'm a millennial, Paul, so I've always had a phone. Yeah, yeah, because there's like a huge, huge age difference between you and me now, isn't there? So, so huge. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, as huge yeah. as what's in your pants. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we had a Book of Mormon in the toilet as like our backup reading. <laughs> toilet paper. Yeah, yeah, if there was nothing, if we didn't take a magazine in with us, there was always a Book of Mormon there to read. Crosswords or comics? We were reading comics. <laughs> Mad magazine. The back of potpourri bottles. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hmm, this has ingredient and artificial flavoring. Why is it got artificial flavoring in it? Taste it and find out. And before you know it, you feel relaxed enough to just let it out. Yes, yes. <laughs> There's something about reading something meaningless. Mm. It gets the bowels going. Anyway, back to your story then, Brother Mitchell. So you grew up AOG. Yeah. How hardcore were you, though? Not at all. Go every Sunday singing and clapping. I went to a Christian school as well. Went through all of high school at a private Christian school. Wow. And I used to sing in the choir there oh wow it wasn't really a choir like you could volunteer to sing for chapel and i did that because i thought it was cool mm. to sing at least but stopped like grade 11 12 and thought nah this is bullshit uh. I don't want anything to do with this. And so I sort of stepped back from it. There were no hot chicks there, were there, Mitchell? That was the reason. Oh, there were. Oh, there were? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But they might have had the wrong personality. They believed in Jesus. Yeah, the hot Christian chicks, you can tell right off the bat that they're crazy. They've just got that look in their eyes, you know? You can just tell. What are you trying to say about crazy chicks, Paul? Come on. They're the most interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I've been with enough of them to recognise them, but not enough to stop being with them. Uh, uh. There's the crazy hot graph, whatever you call it. The hotter they are, the crazier they are. The hotter they are, the crazier they're okay to be. Yeah, yeah. And then you got the unicorn zone where it's like the crazy level is low and the hotness level is high. And it's just like, whoa, yeah. okay, you're into unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> like grade 11 and 12, I started actually thinking about it, sort of lost interest and stepped back and became agnostic-y. Then after TAFE, I got my first job and I met like an actual really intelligent person who was studying to do their medical degree. He was like, oh, you should read Richard Dawkins and you should read Stephen Hawkins and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right. He's like, you really should read The God Delusion. And I'm like, okay, all right. So I bought The God Delusion. I read The God Delusion. I'm like, Wow. I've been blind my whole life. I was the only one in my family out of like all my siblings. Wow. And my parents. My mum was raised brethren. So that's like super strict. Oh, Whoa. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know the brethren. Yeah. Do you have any stories from your mum about what that was like? They were strict. Men had to wear like suits and stuff to church and women had to wear like nice dresses and hats. If you did something against the church, then you'd be shunned. Mm. You'd still be expected to turn up, but then no one would talk to you. Like everyone would just ignore you. Mm. until like the pastor felt like you'd been punished enough and then like the pastor would come talk to you and mm. you'd like make amends or something and then you'd be reaccepted back into the congress very culty to shun people like that isn't it it was really culty yeah mm. but at the same time like my grandfather died but my mother and all my uncles and aunties were very young and so the church took them all in and raised them because back then being a single mother was like nigh impossible yeah i guess so so they did help out in that respect mm. but 
there's problems there. There's still one of these ones too, where it's like women have to have like male with them as much as possible and have to ask the husband's permission to do stuff. Actually, there's a big population of them not far from Toowoomba where I used to live. And years ago when I was selling cars, they would regularly buy cars from us. The brethrens. Yeah, but we'd always have to have the stereo removed. <laughs> oh. We're talking in some cases, you know, like an 80 grand car, like a nice car. And we have to get the stereo removed because they're not allowed to listen to music. Wow. Yeah, they couldn't listen to secular music. Yeah, yeah. So they just completely take the stereo out. But of course, over the years, as the stereo has become more integral to the car, it's become harder for them to do. And now they've evolved into Amish or something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, dear. So you found Dawkins and Hitchens and all the cool guys? Yeah. Started reading all that sort of stuff. And then I became really atheist. And then I sort of like, the more I read, the more I sort of realized, I'm like, hang on a second. Like, this Dawkins fella is actually actually kind of just as fanatical about atheism as like a regular church pastor <laughs> trying to like shove down people's throats and stuff and just as argumentative myself I'm like this is no point arguing with most people at the end of the day it's just gonna like sour a relationship and you're not gonna change their opinion and even like presenting logical arguments to people and being like look mm. point out flaws and present evidence and stuff they'll still believe what they want to believe and it's something i battle with a lot as a scientist but yes yeah, like if someone has formed an opinion not based on evidence and logic. Yeah. There's no evidence or logic you can show them that will change their opinion. You will have the complete confirmation bias where it's just like, well, I've already made my mind up on something, so I'm just going to ignore everything that doesn't. And so it got to that point and I'm like, nah. Exactly. I love reading Hitchens and all those sorts of blokes. I've been invited a couple of times to atheist conventions and I'm like, what's the fucking point? It just sounds like church. Yeah. (laughs) Going to pay money to go and listen to a whole bunch of people talk on a Sunday. And yes, although I'm sure I will like what they say that's church man yeah i'm not doing that i think people get lonely and they Uh, want to be among people that are like them so that's probably why the atheists go to atheist convention the human need for tribalism and that feeling of belonging for sure yeah there is some tribalism there but also just pure loneliness you can't discount that Mm. if people have come from family and friend circles that are religious what are you going to do you're probably so bereft that you're going to try and find some other tribe to belong to <laughs> Unless your name is Patience, in which case you continue to hermit. It's not that I want to, Paul. <laughs> I'm terribly lonely. Yeah, but it's just there's too many people outside. Well, if being around those people hurts them, I... This is once again turning into Brother Paul's therapy session for the <laughs> evening. And I'll just start by saying, are you okay? Are you really okay? I am okay. All right, cool. This ends tonight's therapy session and uh, we'll move on to something else. Sister Patience is okay. Excellent. <laughs> For all of the people won't change their minds and be respectful of other people's beliefs and everything, it's still fun to make fun of religion and that's why we do this show. That's right. They (laughs) have to be tolerant of us and we have to be tolerant of them. Make fun of the religion, not the people, and everything is cool. Now, Mitchell, you have an interesting story about how religion was good for a family member, right? Yeah. So when they went through addiction, so many times like the family intervened and we said, like, we need to actually step in and take control of your life for a moment. We're going to pay and have you sent to rehab. He either went through it with the program and then just fell straight back in afterwards into the addiction cycle or just flaked out on the course and then disappeared off the face of the earth and we didn't know where he was for like weeks at a time. Wow, that must have been scary for the family, I guess. Yeah, especially because he had the young daughter as well. Ah, Jesus. And so it was hard for her, but it wasn't until like he hit rock bottom and then he wanted to help himself out of that. It wasn't just us saying like, this is what you need to do. It was him who needed to reach out and pull himself out of it. He joined a Christian program. We're all like watching and waiting like, oh, is he going to get through? Is he going to remain okay? And he did. Wow. Mine ever since. It's so great. You know, he says that, like, I'll go through these moments where I'll feel like the devil is attacking me, mm. telling me, like, oh, no, I need to just go back and do this stuff. And he says, I'll stop and I'll pray. And it just turns around. Wow. And all of those feelings just turn to reassurance that everything's going to be okay. So I don't understand, but <laughs> I'm happy. Yeah, it suits him. Hey. Yeah. It doesn't suit everyone, but it suits him. It's done a lot of wrong historically, I know, but to have had that kind of impact, I'm ecstatic. I don't think he would be here now if 
wasn't for that. I'm sure we're both happy for you too and him. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. It's almost like a belief in like a supernatural system where there's God and the devil is tempting him to do things and therefore he prays, gives him a mental time out to maybe organize his thoughts while talking to God and have time to make the right decision. I'm sure that there's many, many principles and psychology that could have perfectly good scientific definitions of why things work like that, but I'm not smart enough to comprehend them. (laughs) (laughs) Is this the first religious intervention that he tried? I think so. It was like a house program. Everyone part of the program had to live in this one house. They had all these very specific rules and it was like being a teenager again with super strict parents. They were all encouraged to dob on each other but not following the rules and stuff. Mm. And then when you broke the rules, you'd get in trouble and you'd have chores to do and things like that. It was designed to like break people and infuriate them and then turn around and teach them how to cope with these kind of emotions so they don't take that emotion and then turn to abuse of anything. At the moment, I think he's really the poster child for the place. But yeah. So has that changed your worldview? Obviously, you were an atheist before. Are you still an atheist? I'm more what I'd consider apatheist. Apatheist? What does that mean? Like apathetic atheist. Doesn't care either way. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like I don't care to learn about it anymore. I don't want to know about other religions or well, I don't want to hear their stories. So many times I've been stopped on the street because I have a limp when I walk. Like there's been multiple occasions where I've been walking home from the city or something and someone stopped me and they're like, oh, can I pray for you? And they've been like, no, sure, go again. for it. <laughs> and they'll like put my the hand on my shoulder and stuff and they're like, I pray for this young man and blah, 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 blah. Sent him healing sent him reassurance and blah 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 is it easier just to let them pray for you than ah please no at the time i probably would have turned around and like laughed at them or something (laughs) you say yes you can but i'm in a hurry so you do it and i'm gonna keep walking (laughs) that's that's the compromise you're not saying no don't pray for me just saying you do it while i keep walking yeah everybody wins This is what I appreciate about you, Mitchell. It's your slightly inappropriate streak that sometimes comes out (laughs) and I can totally picture you having the just the nature to do that. Except I made the mistake once of like losing it and I was with my family member who went through the program and the one who religion had benefited the most because all my other family members, while they say that they're Christian, they go and do a lot of things that aren't Christian. It just comes back for me to that old saying, I prayed to God and asked for a bicycle, but then I realized God doesn't work that way. So I stole a bicycle and prayed for forgiveness instead. (laughs) (laughs) I love that one. That sort of um, mentality. Are they a little bit dodgy? Some of them are, but then others that just say, oh, I'm Christian, and they don't go to church or anything, and they do completely unchristian things, you know, sleep around. Or... Oh, half their luck. That sounds all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you know, you believe in this, and so therefore you believe that, like, Jesus is watching you, mm. like, 24-7. Do you honestly consider that? Yeah. You know, and what he feels about what he's witnessing, you do? Mm. That's right. Next time you see them, Jesus is watching you when you wank. Yeah. <laughs> And he is getting off on it. He loves it. (laughs) Jesus loves to watch. In fact, Jesus wants to get your cum all over his face. He's such a sub. He is risen. (laughs) He said, you know, thou shalt not waste thy seed. (laughs) That's right. It's the story of Onan. That's why it's called Onanism. Every sperm is sacred. It's in the Old Testament. It was basically the first written recording of the pull-out method, wasn't it? Anyway, since you love talking about and learning about new religions, what do you know about Mormonism? Magic undies. Yeah. Magic That's undies. all you need to know, the magic undies. <laughs> magic underwear, and you're never allowed to be fully naked. And there's a way that Mormons get around premarital sex. Oh, the... He knows! And it's by docking. No, it's not docking. Docking? <laughs> Maybe no, 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 a... <laughs> <laughs> This is a new one. This wasn't around when I was a kid, but yeah, the one they're trying now, soaking. Soaking, that's right. Yeah, so they put it in and they sit there. They don't do anything. <laughs> you're not having sex if you're not moving. You're just seeing how it feels. Where did you hear about this, Mitchell? Oh, I think it was a Jurassic Park meme page because they're like, Mormons must think that Jesus is like a T-Rex. If he doesn't move, he can't see you. And that's why they sit there. <laughs> doing that and they're not moving it's just like i was like oh what they're not moving i can't see it's not sex if there's no movement we're just seeing what it feels like in there and just a little bit longer baby I th- oh sorry <laughs>
But but apparently they even go so far as like in some of like the uh, university dorm rooms and stuff. So they'll have a guy on the top bunk, a guy on the bottom bunk with a woman soaking, mm. and the guy on the top bunk shaking the bunk, therefore making them thrust a bit more. But it's not them; it's the bed that's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't have sex. I, the bed was shaking while I was in there. I was an innocent bystander, I swear. If you want to hear a personal account of it happening in a very inappropriate place, have a listen to the episode we did with Sister Shay. It's a few back. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> Soaker extraordinaire. <laughs> when I used to work at my best friend was gay. He was so cool. Like the first club I went to was a gay club and got hit on. And then he's like, no, 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 stop. He's straight. <laughs> he like stopped me from like being hit on or like anything inappropriate happening to me. At least you got hit on. <laughs> Anytime I go to gay bars, I never get hit on. I'm like, is that obviously straight? Like, you know, nobody's interested at all? No, you just got to wait for like 2 a.m. or something. <laughs> 3 a.m. <laughs> no, Are no. you saying that I only appealed to the drunk, desperate gays? Is what, that what you're implying? Kind, wait, no. <laughs> Brother Paul, desperation. I'm like the crusty bits at the bottom of the chip pan at the end of the night. Is that what you're saying? All oh, the good chips have been taken. There's just little crusty bits. Yes. No, no. Or, I don't know what you mean. Or just get a t- Tinder. That'll work for you. I, I, know, I know what you're saying. <laughs> Brother Paul has a Tinder. Ah. No, I deleted it. I got over it. Oh, you deleted it, did you? Yeah. Mm. Good way to crush your self-esteem, <laughs> those dating apps. I'm hoping to never start uh, on them. I'm yeah. trying They're- Discord instead. Yeah. <laughs> They're completely targeted, like, with men as the victims. Oh, yeah. Women just get, like, swarmed and, like, it's an ocean of men out there. For a male, it's just like, yeah, yeah. you've really got to be on the point with, like, your charisma. Yeah, yeah. To seal a deal. You've got to have the perfect opening line just to get a conversation with them. Yeah. Because they open their inboxes, like, hundreds of dick pics, thousands of, hey, baby, or you look sexy. And once you get through all of those, I mean, <laughs> there's a decent one in the middle there somewhere, but by the time the women get to it, they're already over it. And they've deleted the app. Yeah. Apparently all the T girls just get endless messages about, do you still have your plumbing intact? (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of fetishism around that. Mm. There really is. Yes. My gay best mate, he told me a funny story. He actually uh, broke into one of the Catholic churches in Brisbane. He broke into it? Yeah, broke in with a root. What, to fuck someone? Yeah. <laughs> in the, okay. <laughs> right up the front on the altar. This <laughs> <laughs> little Brother Mark on the organ, remember? Yes, Brother Mark did some desecrating. <laughs> I asked when you finished, was it like, oh, and then hands on the organ, it's like, ding. <laughs> he was like, no, it wasn't like that. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Quite frankly, if it wasn't like that, it wasn't good enough. You don't get a lot of opportunities to have the organ go off. At like three o'clock in the morning, yeah. Oh, Paul, you like it when your organ goes off, don't you? It would be cool, though, if we had that as like the I just got laid organ ring, like at the end, you know. Everyone in the neighbourhood gets to know. What would it sound like for you, Paul? It would sound like the Star Wars theme music, wouldn't it? No, no, that's what I used during foreplay. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that must be great for all the ladies. I'm definitely never fucking you now. Yeah, yeah, that's the reason why. I think it might be the Super Mario. Like when you get the flagpole. And then fireworks. And then you turn around and ask Princess Peach, was it good for you? And what does Princess Peach say? Aren't you? It's all right. Not as good as it was for you. (laughs) Well, let's talk about the subject at hand. Let's talk about this goddamn book that we love so much. Indeed. Now, Brother Mitchell, you were saying you read the King James Version of the Bible. Have you ever read Isaiah, though? Did you ever get through that? Probably, like a bunch of times. Yeah. But, like, my report cards are somewhere from high school. Mm. They'll tell you my Christian living, which was a graded subject. Mitchell would actually get high grades if he didn't sleep in class. (laughs) (laughs) If they complain about you falling asleep during religious class, just say, no, I was filled with the Spirit. (laughs) Yeah. And the Spirit carried me away. Visiting a distant land. I saw 
Cities yes, atop yes. clouds. and I was having visions. <laughs> Mitchell, have you read the whole Bible? Not cover to cover, no. Commendable for anyone who can get through that. There's a lot of horrible, horrible <laughs> stuff in it. There is a lot of horrible stuff in it. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I could read it, but I just feel like this is gross. How is this condoned by, like, an all-loving God? Mm. And it's just like, oh, but that's the Old Testament. He wasn't all-loving then. It's like, well, that's not justification. Yeah. But Plus, when it comes to things like homosexuality, they love to quote the Old Testament. Yeah. But nothing yeah. else. There's no mention of it anywhere in the New Testament. It's like, oh, yeah, thinking about the concubines and the fucking your daughters thing, okay, that was old-timey. But don't be gay because that same book <laughs> says so. Well, let's see what ventures await us in this book, shall we? Take it away, Brother Paul. You're all strapped in there, Brother Mitchell. You ready to roll? Yeah, let's go. You got your strap on on. Strap Did in strap, strap, strap on. on. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right, so we're doing this three verses each, okay? So I'll start, then we'll go around the room. So chapter 23, isn't it? It is, yeah. Oh, second Nephi, which second is also Nephi. the same as Isaiah 13, apparently. That is right, Isaiah 13. Okay. Or similar, rather. It hasn't been Josephized. Plagiarized. It hasn't been smitized. The burden of Babylon, which Isaiah the son of Amos did see. Lift ye up a banner upon the high mountain, exalt the voice unto them, shake the hand, <laughs> that they may go into the great gates of the nobles. Shake the hand, Paul. Shake the hand. During lockdown, if you told people to shake the hand, they wouldn't have been real impressed. Oh, that's why we're still stricken with COVID. We disobeyed the scriptures. And I just think they can go and talk to the hand. I have commanded my sanctified ones. I have also called my mighty ones, for mine anger is not upon them that rejoice in my highness. I think a lot of people rejoice in highness. Yeah, yeah. going, I'm high. All you people enjoy yourselves because I'm high. I'm actually at the peak time of my meds right now. I took them like a few hours oh, ago. Really? And I'm good. My daily meds, oh. yeah. So you could say that I'm high now. It's just normal for me. This is as close as we're ever going to get to seeing sister patients high. That's right. How many fingers sister patients are you really with us? Uh, there are five lights there, Paul. <laughs> Are your pupils dilating or anything? Say no more. Okay, you're fine. You read the next few verses. The noise of the multitude in the mountains, like as of a great people, a tumultuous noise of the kingdom of nations gathered together, the Lord of hosts, mustereth the hosts of the battle. Oh, Jesus Christ, what the fuck is he saying? Gathering and mustering, okay? You like to gather and muster, don't you, Paul? He's getting ready for the rodeo. How often do you get ready for the rodeo every day? I've never been to a rodeo. Oh, okay. Mm. Verse 5. They come. <laughs> After he gathers them and musters them, they come. That's right, then they come. Mm. Oh, what are you drinking, by the way, Mitchell? I noticed you're drinking something there. Is it alcoholic? Ooh. Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> what is it? It's like one of the last Australian-owned beers. Yes. It's a Cooper's Brewery original yeah. pale ale. Yeah. One oh. of the last Australian-owned beers. The rest are sellouts. Uh, I'm behaving myself and having water this evening. Oh, well oh. done, Paul. I'm now, aside from the one beer I had during last week's episode, I'm now one month sober. Yay me. Congratulations. I'll celebrate you when you don't have dalliance during our episodes to drink alcohol. Well, have what? <laughs> Dalliances. I'm sorry, I've been a bad influence. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's his own bad influence. I'm always the bad influence on others, but I'm behaving now. I'm turning over a new leaf. And I'm being a good influence on others by taking myself away from the ones I love. <laughs> In a way, we've both done the same thing. We've gone cold turkey huh. and given up something that we love. Yeah, we have. Mm. All right. So, verse 5, they come from a far country, from the end of heaven. Yea, the Lord and the weapons of his indignation <laughs> yeah. to destroy the whole land. Verse 6, howl ye. <laughs> For the day of the Lord is at hand. It shall come as a destruction from the Almighty. All right, your turn, Mitchell. Verse 7, take it away. Yep. Therefore shall all hands be faint, every man's heart shall melt, and they shall be afraid. Pangs and sorrows shall take hold of them, they shall be amazed at another, their faces shall be as flames. Behold, 
the day of the Lord cometh, cruel both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. Okay, now summarize what you've just read in simple terms for us. He's just going to bring destruction. <laughs> It sounds like a nuclear battle or something. Standing there talking to each other, but their faces are alike. They're on fire. How does that work? It's like when you've been waiting for hours to get that ideal barbecue spot at like a park or whatever, no matter how hot or unpleasant it is, your face is on fire. I'm not leaving. I finally got the spot. (laughs) (laughs) I love it that it says they shall be amazed one at another. Mm. So they're just standing there amazed at one another because their faces are aflame. <laughs> Would you stand there being, oh, that's so amazing you're burning to death? That, that'll sound about right. I'll be there going, oh, sister Patience, I've got to say, your face fire is coming along really, really well. <laughs> it's a really good-looking face fire for you. Oh, Brother Mitchell, oh, man, how do you maintain that fire so huge that way? That's just amazing. <laughs> I wish my fire was as bright as your fires. My fire doesn't feel as good. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading like the Nip version alongside and I'm like, uh, the Nip version does make more sense. Ah, uh, tell me what you discovered. The stars of heaven and their constellations will not show their light. The rising sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. I will punish the world for its evil, the wicked for their sins. I will put an end to the arrogance of the haughty and will humble the pride of the ruthless. Oh, ruthless. Oh. Ooh, see, that does sound easier to understand. I like this one. I will make people scarcer than gold. Oh, wow. More rare than gold of Ophir. Oh, if only. Wouldn't it be wonderful if there were just less people around? <laughs> I think the planet would be a lot better off. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement there. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's. I think it just puts this in a slightly easier to comprehend way that's right everything's easier before the smitty filter Mm. after the smitty filter it just gets more and more fucked (laughs) however in this we are reading pretty much just the king james version anyways right kind of but it's the smitty smitty filter filter. only really changed a few words here and there as nothing significant maybe it was just enough for him to be able to say hey god inspired me i changed a couple of things moroni gave it to me again oh he so gave it to him <laughs> yeah like it was pretty much the case of see see look here i've got and now instead of just and see i i fixed it i fixed that it was pretty much joseph smith through isaiah yeah, yeah i fixed god the only way to fix god is to kill him anyways back to me isn't it where are we Twenty-three ten. For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light. The sun shall be darkened in going forth and the moon shall not cause her light to shine. Except the moon doesn't shine anyway. It reflects. Uh, you got an answer for everything, you astronomers. <laughs> yes, yes. But the sun isn't shining either, so of course that means the moon's not shining. It's almost as if someone who doesn't understand astronomy wrote this. <laughs> and I will punish the world for evil and the wicked for their iniquity. I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease and will lay down the haughtiness of the terrible. That sounds like that old comic Hagar the Horrible. <laughs> Yeah, this is arch nemesis, haughtiness of the terrible. Or a band name. Yeah, the haughtiness of the terrible. That can be our band. There you go. Put that on the maybe list as well for band names. I should interject that me and Mitchell have discussed, not very seriously, but discussed the idea of forming a band before. We got about as far as creating interesting band names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My vote is still for Frankenpussy. That's right. <laughs> because I have a Frankenpussy. <laughs> <laughs> what were some of the names that we came up with? I think you said art versus religion. That's a good one. Art versus religion. Yeah. I kind of like the idea of that. Instead of attacking religion with science, fuck that. We need to attack religion with art. Something that the people in it can understand. If you're still in religion, you're an emotional person. You're not swayed by arguments. They do have some pretty artwork, don't they? The Sistine Chapel and all those sorts of places. Uh. What we need to do is just go there and paint the cover of Richard Dawkins' The God Delusion or whatever on top of one of these paintings. (laughs) The one where God is like touching Adam. His other hand, he has a copy of a Richard Dawkins book. I reckon if we did that, (laughs) I give it one generation, everyone's going to be non-religious. Except the Catholics, they don't really go 
in for like the muscular men. They're like the little cherub angels and stuff and altar boys. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, the little cherub angels, we can put little copies of Sam Harris's Letter to a Christian Nation over the top of their dicks or something. Oh, Letter to a Christian Nation. Yeah. <laughs> have you read that, have you, Mitchell? It's in my read list. I've got to yeah. read it. I've heard it's really good. I haven't read it. Yeah, that's one of the first ones I read, actually. But yeah. <sighs> anyway, after haughtiness of the terrible... <laughs> I will make a man more precious than fine gold, even a man than a golden wedge of Ophir. Curious as to what Ophir gold is. Yeah, I'm curious too. Ophir is a port, so it looks like it was just gold that came from a specific oh, port. Oh, gold that came from that area. Okay. Oh, that's not very interesting. It's a port or region famous for its wealth. King Solomon received cargo from Ophir every three years. Oh, did he? That's not enough for a king, which consisted of gold, silver, sandalwood, pearls, ivory, apes, and peacocks. Wow. Ophir must be a place where mythical things happened because I don't believe King Solomon ever existed. I don't believe he ever received any of those things. Stop picking holes in the story. <laughs> Just because it didn't happen doesn't mean that we can't say it happened. Ah, oh, I'm sorry. Just because there's no evidence doesn't mean it didn't happen. I'm sorry, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Mitchell. I'm being too honest. Anyway, you can take us away the first 13 there, sister. I'm too honest for the world. <laughs> Repent from your evil words by reading verse 13. Therefore, I will shake the heavens. Shake, shake, oh, shake. No, you won't, God. Shake, shake, shake. <laughs> shake the heavens. I'll shake it off. I'll shake God off. <laughs> yeah, all right. Where are we up to? Was I reading something? Yeah, you're still reading. It's still you. Yes. Oh, fuck me. Fierce anger. You were shaking off God? Yeah. Oh, that's right. And I was really enjoying it too. Yeah, you were. And so was he. Yeah. Uh, or it. He just gets so turgid around me and I really. <laughs> don't often know how to handle it. He's so big. Where did we go to? 13. Therefore I shall shake the heavens and the earth, shall remove out of her place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts and in the day of his fierce anger. Oh, he's going to be angry about it too. Not just any anger, it's fierce anger. The worst of all angers. It's angry makeup sex with the planet Earth. And it shall be as the chaste roe. Is a roe like a deer? No, that's a doe. What's a row? Transgender deer. <laughs> Isn't it caviar? <laughs> I thought it was caviar, yeah. How do you chase caviar? With a slider or something? <laughs> caviar pretty much just gives itself up. It's not something you need to chase. And as a sheep that no man taketh up. Right. Okay. Well, if you're a man, please don't take up a sheep. Leave the sheep alone. Leave the sheep alone, goddammit. This goes out to the people in New Zealand. Don't touch the sheep. <laughs> The row is a gazelle, at least according to the Niv version. Oh, a gazelle. Oh, well, that makes a bit oh. more sense. Kind of like a deer then, isn't it? Mm. It's not a doe, it's a row. Transgender deer still sounds funnier. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Yeah. To deal with sexy devil horns. Ooh, the sexy deer. It's like on Halloween. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, where do we go? Uh, um, oh, shit. <laughs> And they shall, every man, turn to his own people and flee everyone into his own land. Mm. Okay, so everyone goes back to their home country, is that what he's saying? Yeah, I think so. Everyone pisses off to where they came from. But if that's the case, wouldn't the Israelites just go back to Israel and the Babylonians go back to Babylon? And No, because they still haven't decided who it belongs to yet. Uh, okay. This sounds more like Revelations. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it's getting there. It's kind of doing his own spin on it. It's got the diabolicism going on. Everyone that is proud shall be thrust through. Yay. And everyone that is joined, Ooh, joined. to the wicked shall fall by the sword. Ah, oh, do you promise? Have you ever been joined to the wicked, Mitchell? Um, probably. <laughs> <laughs> No specific experiences leap to mind, but... Who is the wicked, exactly? Or who well, or what? wicked things can be good and bad, can't they? Wicked! Sometimes you have a wicked time. Someone has a wicked personality. Someone's wicked in bed. Someone could do a wicked kickflip on their skateboard. Oh. Yeah, wicked! Can you skate? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure Tony Hawk could do a wicked kickflip. Uh, the most wicked. All right, so it's your turn, Mitchell. Oh, this verse, my God. Ooh. Their children also shall be dashed to pieces before their eyes. Their it's houses horrible. shall be spoiled and their wives ravished. 
Behold. Just again here, we're talking about murdering children and raping women. Yeah, there's war crimes going on in this verse. The Bible has its obsession with that. Yes, yes, it, yes. God's saying this is going to happen and God's doing nothing to stop it. He's like, okay, whatever. Yeah, look out, people, this shit's about to go down. What are you going to do about it, God? Nothing! <laughs> It really is. It's horrible. Uh, yeah. Okay. So moving on from child murder and rape, what else does he have to say? Behold, I will stir up the meads against them, which shall not regard silver and gold, nor shall they delight in it. I know that's a lie now. There is no people group on the earth that doesn't value trade in some way. That's just horseshit. It's built into our DNA. Even monks. Yeah. Monks are like, we don't have attachment. And why do you have all these fucking gold Buddha statues? Exactly. But how much are they worth? Like tens of thousands of dollars. Oh, no, we don't like them for their value. We like them because it's Buddha. Like, but it's right. pure gold. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and monks still trade. They just don't do it in a traditional way. If they're getting food to eat, they're getting that somehow. And it's not mm. coming from nowhere. It's coming from donations. Right. But mm. why do people donate? Because they value what the monks are doing. So their job is being a monk they're doing something they're getting something in return it's still give and take yeah their bows shall also dash the young men to pieces and they shall have no pity on the fruit of the womb their eyes shall not spare children Uh. and babylon the glory of kingdoms the beauty of the chaldees excellency shall be as when god overthrew sodom and gomorrah It shall never be inhabited, neither shall it be dwelt in from generation to generation, neither shall the Arabian pitch tent there, neither (laughs) shall the shepherds make their fold there. Uh, Don't tell me about the shepherds' fold that they're trying to investigate. (laughs) We know what people did in Sodom and Gomorrah, and yes, there was a lot of pitching tents. (laughs) You know, it's funny. They don't really know where Sodom and Gomorrah was. Well, because according to this, it'll never be there ever again. The the first came true. It's almost as if there will never be any evidence that it actually existed. Mm, to thunk it. Take it away, Paul. All right, I'll finish this off. But wild beasts of the desert. Go finish yourself off. No, the wild beasts of the desert are going to do that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> shall lie there, and their houses shall be full of doleful creatures. <laughs> Is that like people on the dole? If you're a doleful creature, you're... They're going to be full of dull bludgeons. That's going to be our eternal torment. They're talking about Logan, Paul. No, I don't want to spend eternity in Logan. Let's not forget Western Sydney. Yeah. And pretty much all of northern New South Wales. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Mitchell, <laughs> tell me what it's like to investigate the hinterland around Byron. I'm sure you meet all sorts of people like this. There's lots of people there who, they're not religious, but like they're spiritual. Right. A lot of them use incenses and crystals and all this sort of stuff. And (laughs) you go and walk through the shops and it's just like, oh, this crystal does this. And it's going to help you. And that's a full moon this weekend. So you can cleanse the crystal and it'll be good to go. It'll be perfect for you. It's like, right. Do you need to stick the crystal in your asshole and point it towards the sun? For sure. Oh, nice. <laughs> mm. Well, beasts of the islands, nonetheless, shall cry in their desolate houses and dragons. Oh, we got the dragons coming now. If we're going to throw things that don't exist, we want to throw in dragons as well. In their pleasant palaces, and her time is near to come, and her day shall not be prolonged, for I will destroy her speedily. Yea, for I will be merciful unto my people, but the wicked shall perish. We're all going to perish. Good. Job, Paul. Well, we're done. all gonna perish. We're oh, all wicked. we're all gonna perish. Speak for yourself. I plan to live forever. Oh, that's right. I plan to annoy people for generations, Paul. That will be the way in which you perish. You will lead a very long, boring, desolate life, floating around on your own. That will be your perishing. Fuck you, Tay. Yeah. Yeah. We've really been at the peak of our uh, loving and, uh, and affectionate moments this evening, haven't we? It's okay, listeners. Mummy and Daddy are fighting, but they still love you all very much. We're just giving them what they want, Paul. (laughs) Some patient sass. We're giving them the tension that they crave when they tune into the book of Sodom. And on that note, listeners, thank you for listening. (laughs) Thank you for the patrons. I'm going to need to wrap this up because I've got another date with the... uh, The throne? Yes. The ceramic throne. I'll let you go. Yeah. It's been nice to talk to you. Blow it out your ass in peace. 
Brother Mitchell, thanks for coming on. <laughs> thanks for having me. Thank you, everybody at home, and until next week. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and may the force be with me.